What's up? Actually, neither of us is wearing black, but that's totally all right. We are back in style and in fashion, and and you know what we're here for, Donna? What are we here for? We're here for a little bit of a heist. We got to steal a statue. Are you ready to steal a statue, Donna? Depends. How heavy is it? Because, like, I haven't been keeping up with my workouts all that much, and, like, what what are we talking here? It is 77 pounds. Yeah, we can handle that, I think, between the two of us. I don't know, because, yeah, I think we can handle it. Between the two of us. Like, if if you're asking me to do that alone, I'm going to have problems. But, yeah, we can handle that. This statue is a mythical creature, um, and so we'll, we'll have to be keep an eye out for mythical creature statues. It has the head of a hawk, the neck of a zebra, the torso of a red panda, the okay. arms of a snake, the feet. <laughs> so no arms. That's what's mythical about it, Donna. <laughs> okay, keep going. Feet of a man, tail also of a man, um, <laughs> toes of a crocodile. It is quite the creature. And you know what they call this creature, Donna? What? Are you sure you don't know? Jerry. It's a Jerry. <laughs> you ever see a Jerry out in the wild? I can't say as I have. No. They're quite the spindly fellas. Um, this is the Bargain Den. It's your weekly source of financial advice in the form of us watching movies and then telling you whether or not you should watch the movies or are they frugal movies or do they even have a gun or two? My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. And this week we watched Red Notice, which we're putting you on notice to maybe watch, maybe don't watch. Brandon, how many red things can you list that you can see right now? Um, let's see. One, two. This is just great audio. No, Three. just tell me what they are. You want me to name every yeah. red? Name the red items that All you right. can see. The, the label on this Nature Made D3 gummies, um, the backside of this airborne medicine here, uh, another label on these Nature Made gummies, the uh, Walgreens on these prescription bottles. Okay, you're making it boring. Obviously, it's the D&D player's handbook. That was literally the next thing I was going to say, was <laughs> the giant D&D logo, logos on the player's handbook and spell cards. So where are you, what are you getting at with this? I don't know. Oh, you just wanted more intro? You weren't satisfied with the intro I provided? I you just didn't wanted like to have, Jerry? listen, I just wanted to have a much more boring, less creative intro. That's what the people have come to expect from me as a co-host, and I need to deliver it. You know, that's fair. But I would like you to go ahead and please once more describe Jerry, a Jerry to me. Yeah. So, see, a Jerry is a mythical creature. Yes. And we're going to steal a statue of it that's 77 pounds. 77 pounds. And the thing about it is it has the head of a phoenix. Nope. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Has the head of a hawk. Of a hawk. Same difference. (laughs) And the 
arms nope. of a snake and the body of a red panda. A red panda. The neck. The neck of a zebra. Yes. And it has the legs. The legs of a man. A man. I thought it had the feet of a man. The tail of a man. What what's the feet then? The feet. Well, the toes are an alligator. Yeah, I know that, but I thought the feet was a man. No, the feet were something else. Feet was a man. No. It was the feet and tail of a man. No, it was the legs of a man. Th- then what are the feet? I don't remember. <laughs> I like to think it was the legs of a goose. All right, legs of a goose then, or yes. whatever it is. So All Jerry. Right. Sure. Well, now, do you want to talk about Red Notice? Or are you just putting it off? I'm so ready to talk about Red Notice. First of all, this is a relatively new movie. It came out very recently. It's on Netflix, though, so I'm kind of just assuming you can access it. And a lot of people have already watched it because it was very highly rated. I don't know. Well, Those are my excuses. It was like the number one watched movie on Netflix is what Netflix told us. I feel like... Netflix tells us that every time they spend a lot of money on movies, they're like, oh, yeah. everybody's watching this. And, so uh, you have to, too. And then people do. And then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. We we need to save that for the second half of the show, though. Yeah. So let's let's talk about uh, uh, Red Notice here. Red Notice. Just, just a heads up, though. What I was getting at is that we are going to spoil, spoil it. Um, so... Basically, The Rock Dwayne Johnson is put in charge of stopping the number two uh, uh, criminal mastermind in the world, Ryan Reynolds. I almost said Ryan Johnston. <laughs> um, and uh, he has number... His character name is Nolan Booth. Um, I, th- these, act- these character names, I'm not going to say. I'm going to say The Rock, Ryan oh, Reynolds, okay. and Gal Gadot. Okay. Um, that works. Ryan Reynolds is number two only to Gal Gadot, who is the number one thief in the entire world. And these three uh, are up to some to some shenanigans in their attempt to locate and deliver the three eggs of Cleopatra to a king or a prince. No, it's a king of Egypt who wants to give the three lost eggs of Cleopatra to her to his daughter on her wedding day. His daughter, who's conveniently also named Cleopatra. Well, I mean, named not conveniently, but named after Cleopatra. Yeah, it's um, just convenient. It is, I suppose, it is convenient. Um, but The Rock is trying to stop both the number one and number two criminals in the world. Um, but man, they're just—they kind of go back and forth, and it ends up to where The Rock actually gets imprisoned because of some information that uh, Gal Gadot leaked that he was not a real... Yeah, Gal Gadot intercepted the call that was going to verify Dwayne The Rock Johnson's status as like an FBI agent or whatever. And she intercepted the call and was like, nope, don't have him in our database and got him arrested. Yes, so then him and Ryan Reynolds end up sharing a cell, which is not, I think, how prison tends to work, but... (laughs) um, they're in like maximum security Russian prison and they have to break out and they do because Ryan Reynolds is the only one who knows the third location, the location of the third missing egg. Right. So the movie starts with Ryan Reynolds stealing the second egg. Gal Gadot has the first egg, the first egg, the second egg is at a very wealthy Um, person's secret party. 
Right. So Gal Gadot steals the first egg back. Yes, from Ryan Reynolds after he is arrested and the egg is taken back by Interpol. Right. And then Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Ryan Reynolds team up to get the second egg from the super rich man. But Gal Gadot intercepts them and teams up with super rich man and takes the egg that away. And then they have uh, kind of a global hunt uh, where they end up uh, leading to the South American jungle. Right. It turns out the Nazis had the third egg. That's right. And was when the Nazis went to South America. And it's hidden in this Raiders of the Lost Ark tomb thing. Along with a lot of other very cool, very expensive shit that gets destroyed when the um, FBI, Interpol, thank you, when the Interpol agent finds them, because she followed them, um, who at the beginning of the movie was working with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but now, you know, he's switched sides so that he can find the location of the third egg. And so anyway... They're all three chased out of the Lost Ark, and there's an epic battle for the egg as they're being chased. And then, because, of course, Gal Gadot followed Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne The Rock Johnson to the secret spot. This all makes perfect sense, right? Yeah, and then it turns out that Ryan, or no, Dwayne, is actually a thief the whole time. He was never an agent. He had been working with Gal Gadot the whole time. And Ryan Reynolds is bummed about that, so he's like, well, now we're all going to work together. Yeah, so Dwayne and Gal Gadot are like, we're the best, and they give the gift to the Egypt person, and then... Also call Interpol on the Egypt person. Yeah, so lots of double-crossing here, and then get a lot of money and retire. But then Ryan Reynolds double crosses them and turns them into Interpol along with their accounts that are now frozen. And he's like, so I guess we have to work together now because you need me and I'm bored. And so they all decide to work together. What did you think of this movie? I thought, don't tell anybody, keep this between you and I. Okay. I thought this was a very bad movie. <laughs> what did you think of it? Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It's the kind of movie that would be really cool, like, in late elementary school. Like, oh, my parents let me see this, and it was, like, a little bit inappropriate. And, like, so funny with all the funny lines, and I think they hinted Ryan at sex. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't watch it again. I This, to me, is indicative of a company, let's call them Netflix, having <laughs> an obscene amount of money and going, I want you and you and you. Here's money. Be in a movie. And just don't, you don't need to act. I just need you to be you. And that is what these three did. And if you like these actors, then great movie. Mm. But if you don't have an affinity for these actors, it is just, I mean, I, yeah, I think it would be fun in late elementary school. Got some action in there. Not the best. Um, a, a nonsensical plot that tries mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. twist and turn at every corner that 
does not succeed and does not make any sense. Why why would Gal Gadot need to interrupt or intercept the call for Dwayne the Rock Johnson when she they were in on it together? <clears throat> it was so that the real FBI wouldn't be clued into what he was doing, I think. Oh, so it had to be as legit as possible. Well, but the thing is, is if... Oh, so the real FBI. Okay, I see what you're saying. Right. Okay, well, I guess that tracks. Actually, you know what? 10 out of 10. I love this movie. That was the only <laughs> holdup I had with it. Everything else on... The plot on, hole is suddenly filled. Yeah, like, just we we cemented that bad boy in and... See, it's a lot of the pieces like that were actually pretty clever. It was just like... No one would actually make this convoluted plan is the problem like this this level of convolution only exists to trick moviegoers right right and like it just it was ridiculous it was just ridiculous that said i do enjoy me some ryan reynolds Dwayne the rock johnson is always fun and gal gadot is just they're all, Amazing. they're all beautiful. Like, I mean, there wasn't a moment when they were on screen where I was not just like, this is just human eye candy. I mean, really. So, and that's, that's why I was like, I mean, yeah, it was fun. Wouldn't watch it again. But, yeah. um, I love Ryan Reynolds. We had a discussion about how he is your hot uncle. And by your hot uncle, I mean like the general you, your mm. hot uncle. That's right. What term did you, did you coin there? Hunkle. Yes. Ryan Reynolds is the official Hunkle. Ryan, you heard it here. Ryan Reynolds is a Hunkle. That's right. Anyway, I just had to make sure that got in the podcast, on the internet. Oh, fish. Anyway, that said, do we want to see if we can find any Hunkles in the clearance aisle? Let's do it. I found some Hunkles, but the clearance Hunkles are not... Very, I don't like him. Oh, that's a shame. Me and Gary Busey are going to get out of here. He's my uncle. <laughs> Gary Busey is my uncle. That's what I want in the back of my Dodge Ram Ford pickup truck. That could be the name of our album. <laughs> Gary Busey is my uncle. Yeah. We're Gary Busey and the Civil Engineers. We're about to play front to back our first and only full length EP. <laughs> um, Gary you? Busey is my uncle. Gary Busey is my uncle. <laughs> It's just a single horn. That's track one. I love that. I love going like back in the summer of 54. And like, <laughs> no, it's just a single horn. I love that. Okay. But was this a frugal movie? Was Red Notice frugal? Oh, let's see. Didn't have Gary Busey in it. Not frugal. Right, right. Um, earlier we were talking about something that was important about frugality. And it was Netflix. Netflix spending, are you Netflix spending a lot of money? Mm. Telling everyone that it's like the number one movie, which is a self-fulfilling prophecy because then everyone wants to watch it to know what's so great about this movie. And so it does become the number one movie, even mm. if it, it might not have been before, really. So 
I'd say that that's actually very frugal of Netflix. Like, that's a really good way to make sure that you get your money back on such a large investment because there's no way that it was cheap to have these three actors do this movie. So, like, I don't know, just advertise the shit out of it. Claim it's number one until it's really thoroughly number one. You get all your money's worth. Bada bing, bada boom. Netflix is frugal. Also... Not frugal when they destroy all of the priceless antiques and art in the Nazi bunker. Like, there are people who would love to have their art back because we all know the Nazis stole a bunch of art and antiques. And there are real people who deserve to have their stuff back. And instead, what did they do? They destroyed it. Yeah, all this stolen stuff. That I mean, you're you're almost you know doing the Nazis a favor. Red Notice. <laughs> I mean, really. You do you know what? No. Hot take. Red Notice. I'm, I'm going to stop now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to dig myself. <laughs> okay. Skirt. Not for not for this lame of a joke. All right. Um. Well, let's uh let's hop over to our newest segment on the show. Boxed in. Box, 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 box in. <laughs> you I, thought I forgot. I gotta say, your creative chops in coming up with theme songs, like, I am I wish we would have had you write the theme song for the Bargain Den. It would have been like, Bargain Den, Bargain, Bargain Den, yeah, Bargain Den, Bargain, Bargain Den. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> I like it probably is about what I'd come up with. So here, here I'm just going to read these two reviews because uh, I think both of them sum up pretty well the, the red notice. Uh, David here says, we are in a movie star crisis, one star. <laughs> I like it. All right. And then uh, Josh Lewis here, who's a pro on Letterboxd, uh, also gave the film one star and said, they spent $200 million assembling the most cursed trio of famous people imaginable who couldn't have less chemistry if they tried, and then let them all explain the heist plot at each other and improv their shtick for two hours in front of a camera and called it a movie. An original movie that is somehow still generic white noise still a generic white noise amalgamation of pretty much every current shitty action comedy franchise blockbuster trend. Just in case you didn't get what is going on for Ryan Reynolds, literally what whistles the Indiana Jones theme. So for one, that's a great review. I'd say it's 100% accurate. And also thank you. Thank you. What was their name? Jeremy, Josh, (laughs) Josh. Sorry. I was thinking of the, Jerry's from earlier. Okay, I was gonna say I was like you were trying to make an excuse for what you were like. Oh, sorry, I was thinking of, and then I was like, I don't think we've talked about it. No, and Jeremy wasn't it either. It was Jerry's, but this is Josh. Anyway, now that we're all thoroughly confused, thank you, Josh, for providing receipts. Two hundred million dollars. I'm sure that's a round version of the number, Mm -hmm. but I think it's safe to say that's a lot of money. That is a lot. Just to hire three actors. But is it frugal? Um, I don't know, but let's go to our other segment. Because I'm going to say this movie's not frugal. But So let's just let's do a twofer on our segments. Is that okay? Can we, can we go over to the other one? I'd like to leave it a little bit open on the not frugal, frugal. But yes, let us go. You, you know, there's time for it to make it up. You're right. Yeah. You're right. 
We but don't want to like. So far, I'm agreeing. I'm leaning not frugal. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's let's do that other uh, other segment. Is it thrifty trivia? No. Thrifty trivia? No. Just kidding. It is thrifty trivia. Both Ryan Reynolds and Dwayne Johnson uh, own their own drink brands of liquor as their characters. Uh, in separate scenes, Johnson drinks Tamara tequila, Wallace Reynolds drinks Aviation American Gin. Frugal, I would say. You yeah, know. good product placement and self-promotion. Frugal. I like this one. No one, including multiple anonymous henchmen, museum and prison guards, is shown dying in this movie. Frugal. Because then you can't be like, it's not violent. No one died. You can be like that. And, and, wow. And, yeah. I mean, think of all the kids that could watch that movie now that you can truthfully say no one dies in it. So that's... Mm, frugal. Um, uncredited, uh, but very noticeable, uh, Ed Sharon is in this film. This is true. I didn't realize he was uncredited because they literally called him Ed Sharon. He literally, one of his lines in the film is, I'm Ed Sharon, bitch. Yeah. So I'd say that's well, shit, is that frugal? If you like, why would you not credit him? That makes it sound as though he just wanted, he was, he agreed to be in it if he's not credited. He probably didn't have to get paid for it. Which that would be super frugal. And then it's just a cross promotion thing. He just had a big album drop or something. So it's like movie drop, album drop, get, get the buzz going. Frugal. Um, the film was originally supposed to land in theaters under Universal Studios before distribution rights were sold to Netflix. We've I shouldn't have said that one because that one's we've we've talked about how uh, the 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 pandemic um, is not worth debating frugal not frugal so never mind on that one okay we'll just skip it um, Ryan Reynolds plays both the son of a police officer wait sorry Ryan Reynolds plays the son of a police officer in this film in real life his brother is a police officer frugal that's method acting that's knowing the mm. part you know yeah. he really got into the role for that I mean to me that also kind of goes back to what you said about they just hired three people to play themselves. So maybe that is frugal. Like, who better to play those parts than basically their real-life selves? It's true. It's true. Tom Cruise, Nicolas Cage, and Keanu Reeves were considered for a part. Uh, Nicolas Cage was nominated by Dwayne Johnson. That's frugal. These are They're, they're thinking about the eye candy of this film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, this is actually the second film in 2021 that was released for Ryan Reynolds in which his character has a red notice slapped on him. The other being uh, the hitman's wife's bodyguard. The hitman's wife's bodyguard. Mm-hmm. All right. Which is a sequel to the uh, hitman's bodyguard. I'm wondering if this is not frugal because what if, what if Ryan Reynolds actually gets stopped by people because he has a red notice on him? Like they've seen the movies and they know he's a bad guy. Like I could just picture some grandpa out there being like, Hey, I know you. You're the man with the red notice. Stop right there. And like, try to call Interpol on him. That totally made sense. Go ahead with our next thing. Save me, please, now. Um, I think that's the last of the Trifty. Trifty Trivy Chipper. Um, But, you know, this has had me have a change of heart. I think it actually is a frugal movie. Because I think that it knew exactly what it was doing. It was said, hey, we're going to make a movie, and it's going to make so much fucking money that people won't be able to handle themselves. And I think they were successful. I think you're right. Or actually, 
I want to take it a step further. I think more than that, they wanted to say, let's see what happens when we make a movie with nothing but money. <laughs> hmm. Like if we just throw money at this thing, it's yeah. got to spend money to make money, it's right? Like, like the embodiment of money on film, mm-hmm. digital. So, um, capitalist gold, it is frugal. Yeah. So not a good movie, but bad frugal. Film. Bad, bad film. Defo frugal. Yeah. Well, heck yeah, Donna. All we right. did it. We had a turnaround. So if you stopped listening when I tried to give away the ending, you were wrong. Yeah. That was that's that's the kind of twists and turns you can expect from this movie. Just the twistiest of twists. Oh, you thought it was this because we said it was, and now it's not. Oh. Are you a ghost there? Ooh, I am the Bax ghost. That was not what your voice sounded like a moment ago. <laughs> nope, but now it's multiple ghosts in the room. Do you want to thank some people? I'd love to. First, thank you so much for listening. Second, thank you, Brandon, for doing this podcast with me. Third, thanks to the Lounge Kittens for the use of their cover of Dirty Deeds. And fourth... Thanks to Sarah Anastasia for the amazing art they made. That is our thumbnail art. And fifth, thank you to Anchor for hosting our podcast. Sixth, thanks to our bargainer. Who's our bargainer? That's going to be Baj, B-A-J, 51012. Thank you, Baj. Thank you, Baj. And thank you as well, Donna. And if you want to become our bargainer, you can do so by logging on to iTunes Podcast and leaving us a review there. And if you do that, then you will become our newest bargainer and we will say your name on the podcast. I just realized maybe the reason Baj has been the bargainer for so long is after we did the podcast with her, you know, like tied her up and forced her to do that with us. Allegedly, allegedly. Allegedly. Maybe she allegedly died. Like maybe we took it a little too far and she allegedly died and it's her ghost protecting the Bargainer title. Uh, like maybe we need to like release their ghost uh, into no, the next life. I'm going to go ahead and say I'm not sure I'm a fan of the lore of us murdering somebody. It's allegedly. Allegedly. Um, and no, we didn't. I don't know. I can't <laughs> I can't work that into the lore of the bargain. I just thought maybe that was the ghost we heard earlier. Um, I mean, we could say that something happened. I don't know. I don't know if I like this. All right. Um, but I yeah. mean, I, I, I want to I play in it. I want to play in the space. I just... It's it's somebody Look, that when is you real- fill a sandbox full of barbs, it it I understand that you don't want to play in it. Interesting. So I'm sorry for filling the sandbox and stabby things. Oh, I thought you meant barbs like my mom. <laughs> that was a nice little um, Easter egg, but no, I meant like pokey things. Oh, like barbed wire. Yeah, or like stickers in a field. That what? kind of, you know, like. Ouchy. Or like metal shavings. Yeah. Or like... Or like thorns on a rose. Or like the first part of a delicious BQ. Barbie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you want to end the podcast? Our cat literally just hid her face. <laughs> she was like, no, I can't do this anymore. Please stop. Would you like to end the podcast? Yeah. Thank you everybody so much for listening. We will be back next week for an all new episode all new jazz. My name is Brandon. My name is Donna. Pinch those pennies. And stay frugal. Pineapples. Don't. Like. To. Bring. Their. Food. Into. The. Back. Room. Of. The. Theater. 